Hello and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, entrepreneurs, and marketers get more out of their advertising dollars. On today's episode, we have the legendary Bill King from Phrase, that's F-R-A-S-E dot I-O, one of the leading AI-powered content and chat tools on the internet that is really at the cutting edge of helping your visitors convert. So, Bill, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Lucas, it's a pleasure. Uh, Very excited to be here. You have some really solid names on the LinkedIn profile of inbound marketing, technology, the agency side, SEO, pay-per-click, everything in between. Just give us the rundown of your story and how you made it all the way to phrase. My dad was an engineer and, and started his own company when I was a young kid. So I grew up kind of with the startup bug from day one, got to watch him build his business. I built their first website. So that was my first, you know, I literally went from, you know, coding my MySpace profile to, to creating my dad's website. And that kind of, you know, got me excited about building businesses from the ground up. Went to school for journalism and I uh, never really had any ideas of going into business. I found poker online poker and that became my my passion in life and that was what I was planning on doing. I did that for a career for 6 years and at the time I was uh, writing a baseball blog. I uh, was really into baseball and scouting and baseball stats all that stuff and uh, that kind of led me to to marketing. So I applied to to get a job at at HubSpot because I wanted to help people build something from the ground up and they needed people to help people who had signed up for the platform but didn't know how to build their following from nothing. And that's exactly what I had done with my my baseball blog. So the combination of writing and kind of the, the strategy element from poker kind of really actually transitioned quite well into this kind of data-driven marketing world that we're in today. And just recently was at Drift, which was quite the ride, one of the fastest growing companies in the world. And now I've joined Phrase to lead all marketing. And we are building some really, really awesome, cool products to help people so it kind of feels like I've I've gone full circle, and now I get to uh, help the next generation of content writers and uh, marketers uh, grow their business. You and I are MySpace brothers now because I, <laughs> my first you know background image and bolded text and hyperlink was definitely on a MySpace profile. I hadn't heard anybody reference MySpace as kind of that gateway drug to uh, web development, but I've, it happened to me too. So this has been a theme for you, it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, of just inbound marketing, right? What's the content? What's the software? What's the measurement tool? What's the strategy? What's the conversion rate? How are we going to get more out of our marketing efforts? So maybe spend a little time walking us through what you've learned from each one of those organizations and how you've added some of those lessons to the toolkit in your kind of path as a as an inbound marketer i think the reality of today's marketplace it reflects that it's very hard to grow today i'm not sure if if folks have been paying attention but i would say the majority of your time is spent between basically two places facebook and google that is where all the users are that's where all the marketing budget is spent and the competition has become so severe that it makes it really difficult for people to to start. Growing today has never been more expensive. So if I, you know, if I'm going to spend my time in the prime of my career helping people, there's no more motivating place for me to be than to help people, give them the tools so that they can be found and they can grow their businesses and give them 
a competitive advantage because right now it's it's definitely a challenge for everybody. We're all feeling it. The customer acquisition is for sure the the most expensive way to grow, right? So you, you're going to be spending most of your dollars on the places where people spend most of their time. And that's created sort of a concentrated pool of people who are not only competing for your attention, but where people are spending their time as well. So small edges and giving people the tools they need to compete in those those arenas where everybody's spending their time, it offers a significant advantage. And these are these are tools that can be used by by small businesses all the way up to enterprises. So, you know, part of the reason why I joined Phrase is because, you know, we're we were using it at, at Drift. We were using it to to enable the content team to create better content that helps them get more helps them to get found. And every business can take advantage of those tools. But I, th- I think the most important thing is that we're we're evening out the playing field because I, what I don't want to see is a day where the biggest budget wins every time. What are some quick anecdotal tips you can give for those guys out there just getting started trying to trying to carve out their own place? So, so to get found online today, you can do it either with ad dollars by force, by brute force, and spend outspend the other guy, or you can do it with your wit. Right? You can be the best expert on a specific topic, you can create amazing content, and you can try to get found organically. Over the past few years, the competition has gone way higher on these search engines because of the concentrated eyeballs that are on each of the platforms. What has happened is Google itself has evolved. It has a 96% market share on search, so that's the place you want to be if you want to get you know some of the best leads for your business, people researching specific topics. But being found on there has actually become even more difficult. If you look at some of the reports, I believe it was Nielsen Norman Group that released a, a report that showed the evolution of a search engine results page and just how much smaller the room is for organic listings versus paid ads. The window is decreasing and the opportunity to spend more ads is is, is increasing. So what that has done is it's actually put quite an emphasis on becoming the best answer to somebody's question. Today, Google's algorithms, multiple of them, are so smart understanding context and the relationship of language that it's no longer about just spammy tactics and getting your your content to rank overnight. It's more about building uh, a long-term strategy where you transfer your knowledge and expertise into some content that is going to give you the uh, visibility that you need to grow your business. Now, what that has done is it shifted the paradigm from volume to expertise into creating the best results. If you look at a search result today and you ask a question in search, you'll almost always see what is called a featured snippet, which is basically just one true best answer with a little gray box around it. And what that is, is basically Google's trying to hypothesize out of all the millions of, of, of articles that could be the number one result for the specific topic, we think this one is the best one for you. What it means is that you can no longer afford to be in those four, five, six, seven spots because for a given search query, the first result is going to get between 30 to 40% of the total volume of clicks. The next result is going to get around 12%. It goes down to 7%, 5%, 3% at every spot. So the stakes are just so enormously high for you to be that best result. And so what we thought about at phrase, we said, okay, if we can help people identify what are the components that help you become that number one result, increase the total number of searches that you're, you're being searched for, 
as well as the percentage of those clicks, that's an enormous advantage for businesses. And so that's what we're building today. We're using artificial intelligence to look at the topic you're trying to grow your business from. If it was, say, lead attribution in your case, what this does is it basically automatically crawls all the sources that are uh, relevant to that specific topic. It creates a very neat and intelligent outline for you and guides you through the process from start to finish so that you can create the best results and ultimately get more traffic. These are the competitive articles that Google has already decided that it likes and it ranks highly. They have these components, they use these words, they're structured in this way, and they guide you almost like a coach on how to create your own competitive article for that query. Is that about right? That's correct. Yeah, I think I think a lot of a lot of folks desire to be in this game where they could just press a button and have content, you know, automatically right. produced. And you know what? To be honest with you, we're, we may be nearing that in the next five to ten years. It it may be that someday yep. that you can press a button, right, and uh, you can automatically generate an article that would be better than anything that you and I could ever write. That day may be coming, but in the meantime, what we do is we give you the tools. We give you sort of the recipe and we say, okay, here's what you will most likely need to create to be competitive on this topic. You can take this and you can put your own spin on it and uh, you could talk about these topics in your own way. And what we're doing is we're balancing the creativity with the more predictable performance that people right. need in order to grow their business. We're saying, why don't we take the best of that world, the stuff that helps you rank and gets you traffic but why don't we give you the keys where you can add your own part to it that makes you unique and you know these personas better than we do. So here's the tools you need. Now it's up to you to go ahead and take this and create it and give it your own spin. There's a parallel in the legal industry and I forget the story, but I had uh, read the article that basically, you know, the legal Zoom guys and the rocket lawyer guys, they ran a, a test where they brought in, you know, 10 Harvard educated lawyers and sat them down and said, read this non-disclosure agreement and then answer these 10 questions. Like, is the client protected if X happens or Y happens? And then they gave the same document to the AI that was been trained to interpret those documents. And so the professors got an average score of 85% accuracy of understanding what was in that document, but the AI got 92% accuracy. What do you, th what do you think about that future? Yeah, I, I, my, my stance on this is that technology, great technology is there to help you, help enable you, not replace you. If you look at all the great businesses that have, been, that have been built, the technology is there to help you do more with less. It's not there to replace. There are some instances where people maybe perhaps are no longer needed in a certain aspect. And I think that's just the natural evolution of technology. But ultimately, right. we're, we're doing a great job when we help people do their best work. And I really have a lot of respect for creators and people who are who are doing um, the work of the magic work. I feel like of turning something into you know going from zero to one on something. And you know the more interesting thing we've realized is that the, while those tools are great and they help people create content, what's more important is that it doesn't stop there, right? When you when you arrive on a blog post to research a question. Ultimately, that's just the beginning of your entire journey, right? So you might have secondary follow-up questions naturally after reading some content. Hopefully, if you do, that means that it was, it was good enough that it sparked your interest. And so what we've decided to build as well is we have an artificial intelligence chatbot 
that uses your website content to automatically become smart and understand the intent of your visit. And what phrase answers will do um, is understand the topic, the intent, and the general the general idea of what your website and your brand is all about. And it will basically drive you deeper into your buyer journey. Ultimately, the goal is to help you get to your destinations faster. So we believe that by helping people create and then helping them accelerate people from the beginning of their journey to the end of their journey, that we're helping level out the playing field for brands that are competing against some very, very big, big uh, competitors out there in, in this digital marketing world. From a 3,000 foot view, somebody with your background has touched so many inbound marketing campaigns and landing pages and content strategies that what is kind of the you know, the three-step process or five-step process in terms of how to organize your content and publish it so that it's it's meaningful and drives results. The traditional buying journey has basically four levels of intent when you're when you're translating that into content. There are informational queries. Those are things like head terms like lead attribution, right? So when somebody searches something like that, it could be quite ambiguous in terms of what their intent is. They might ask questions like, what is lead attribution, right? That would be an, another example of an informational question or query that somebody might start their journey with. So I think people need to realize that the future of informational journeys are going to be a lot less friction. It's going to be less behind a desk, and it's going to be more about asking questions, whether it's from voice prompts or home devices. So we help you with that as well. So informational queries are traditionally where people start their journey. However, anybody can start their journey at any point. The next step logically is called commercial investigation. And what we mean by that is that's taking the first informational topic and then you're turning it into potential commercial application. So a good example would be you might start with what is lead attribution and then you might say, okay, well, I need to start creating my list of vendors that I could potentially solve this problem with. Perhaps you have a lead attribution problem that's existing or maybe you just discovered it in your informational content. And you're going to be thinking of things like, what are the best vendors of lead attribution in 2020? Or who are the top choices? Or who won awards? Or, or like, how do, I, how do I start to frame who I could potentially use to solve this problem? Those are some of the most competitive queries that you have today. And you'll see, a lot of, you'll see a lot of review sites ranking for those types of queries, a lot of affiliate sites, et cetera. The next logical step after that is what we call transactional terms. That's when you have the goal in mind already. So you might search something like lead attribution software or what's the best lead attribution app. So what that does is that infers that there's some sort of commercial intent there. You're, ultimately, your intent there is to make a purchase. Those are the three core, what I call non-brand categories. And then there are, there are what is called navigational queries where someone might be looking for like your specific brand. And what's important to, to note is a lot of people don't pay attention to that, but if your brand grows, ultimately someone's going to recognize that and they might say, why don't I create some content around your specific brand or comparing your brand to another brand? So you need to be paying attention to that section as well. So at a high level, there's informational, commercial investigation, transactional, and navigational queries. And so if you understand the types of questions people are asking at each of those stages, you can then back into a content strategy 
that covers every aspect of a topic. And so what we help you do at Phrase is we basically say, okay, you want to write about a specific topic. Let's go down the lead attribution path. Put in your specific topic. We'll do the rest of the work. All you have to do is sit back and say, okay, now that I've got all this information in front of me about how to create the best article for this, how do I do it? So we help you basically pick and select what parts of the article you want to create just from an easy to pick menu. So it, it's it's really important to understand the, the the person you're trying to market to, the general frameworks that they do research in, and then layer your creativity on top of that. We care about the content that is going to get those eyeballs. That's fine. We want Google to like it so that they send us eyeballs. That's fine. But ultimately, none of that matters to anyone, really, because the end goal is how do we get that person all the way through to the bottom with their credit card in their hand and they convert or they sign the contract for the big you know, B2B deal? So my question to you is, regardless of traffic or eyeballs or bounce rate, or how many new impressions you can get or page one rankings. If you look all the way down at the bottom of that converted customer who actually paid, how are you using that information to inform your content strategy upstream, if at all? I can speak to kind of like how the modern buying team slash journey kind of operates and how, how I think about it. I'll give you a HubSpot example. So when HubSpot created the new their new CRM, you know, they had a choice. They said, are we going to be able to rank for CRM software where software, where Salesforce and other folks have been for years? And it's, you know, maybe, but the amount of energy and resources required to do so maybe perhaps could be spent in other areas. Or maybe you could balance your portfolio with some paid ad acquisition, if it makes sense for your business, and then use organic for more top of funnel. I think the most important thing is that when you get conversions from your key personas, that you do a lot of research into the entire buying team. And that's where attribution comes in really, really strongly, is you want to know the entire decision tree that somebody uses across the buying journey. You want to understand the roles within an organization that can influence a deal. So everybody wants to go get that CMO who will sign off on that big contract. But sometimes the gems that start the first touch in that relationship is the marketing associate who started at your what is lead attribution blog. So I think understanding just the entire universe of how you could influence an org, the different touch points, and then saying, okay, our brand is strong here and here and here, and we're weak here, here and there. How do we position ourselves so that we can max out? I think the most important thing is you really understand your buyers and you craft your strategy around that. You heard it here first, guys. Bill King from phrase.io. That's F-R-A-S-E.io. They have put together a fantastic product to not only help you generate the content that Google likes, but the content that people like as well. They're putting four strategies that will work in 2030. So if you want the future of SEO optimization, the future of chatbot, technology that will help your prospects convert at a higher rate go check out phrase.io bill it was a pleasure having you on the podcast that's it for today folks this is the attribution marketing podcast signing off <laughs>